Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Now, today's program will be full of good news, but let me begin with a highly disturbing trend. A recent study by the American Psychology Association reveals that stress in America is on the rise, particularly among you women. More than 60% of respondents said they were stressed out about work, money, relationships, or the health of our nations. So how about you? Do you feel trapped between who you must be and who you truly desire to be? Do you feel like there's a greater calling for you to make a positive difference in the lives of others, but you're unsure exactly what it is, and you're already overscheduled and overworked, so you don't see any way you could commit to anything else, but deep down there's that desire to offer more, and it just won't go away. And if at middle age you feel like you're drifting, you want to make a difference, but you have yet to figure out how to do it, you've come to the right place, because today's guest, spiritual affirmation author Suzette Webb, is here to often proven, offer proven steps to help move you from self-doubt to clarity, and to allow that wonderful, one-of-a-kind person you were created to be to step forward and pursue what only you have to offer. And it sounds just like what the doctor ordered, doesn't it? And uh, here's <laughs> Suzette Webb's bio. She's a successful business owner, author, podcaster, speaker, wife, and mother. And she's an established entrepreneur. Suzette Webb founded Light of Mind, or LOM, in 2006, and that's a company that designs and manufactures high-performance lighting systems for military armored vehicles. And she also produces a highly acclaimed daily devotional podcast called Be Moments that encourages time-crushed listeners like you and me to pause for a moment of spiritual inspiration. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And she works with... Uh, <laughs> Writes and works with folks going through divorce, depression, a career challenge, physical and sexual abuse, and codependency. And she's an established author whose latest book we'll talk about today, Blues to Blessings, Moving from Fearful to Faithful. Great title. And hello, Suzette Webb. We're extremely honored to have you with us here today. Hi there, Roy. Well, listen, I am honored and delighted to be with you and your guest today as well. Thanks so much for having me. Well, in your promotion, you promised to share your proven four-step process that can quickly <laughs> take any one of us from self-doubt to clarity. And can you briefly share what these four steps are? Yes, I can. Um, well, the, the first thing I had to do uh, for me, uh, was to begin to, and this is the thing I love about middle age, right? I am uh, in my second year of being an empty nester, oh. so I really do have more time for me. But years prior to that, I was just, I knew I wanted to do something more, but it was a time when I had more questions than I did answers. 
I couldn't tell you what that more was. I was I knew it was uh something was missing, but I didn't know what it was necessarily. And <laughs> so the first so common, for, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it though? Doesn't yeah. it? And and sometimes you want to throw in the towel and say, yeah. you know, this person's purpose is, you know, they were born to do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> but I just don't have that kind of clarity. So maybe I was overlooked in this area. I even went through a period of time and feeling like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say the first step for me is learning how to listen to your inner voice. I mean, when everything else around you says, you know, something else, I- I've learned to just kind of tune into that just a little bit more. And obviously that was... Re- that that is a little bit more on the spiritual vein. It is, you know, just if it's no more than ten or fifteen minutes in the morning, just getting into a meditative state, whether that's prayer or listening to a devotional. Maybe you don't have much time. Maybe you only have five or ten minutes. But it's getting to a place of stillness because I have found that answers and inner wisdom will come in those moments. Not not just in those moments. Of course, throughout the day. I know but in your I book, I think you call that awareness, isn't that the first section of your book? That is, yeah, yeah that is, that is. It was, it was a, the the listening to my inner voice was the biggest piece of me becoming aware that I really wanted to do something different. And I tell you, you know, one of the things I say, Roy, is that I would, you know, struggle sometimes with, you know, I, it, my life looked like. It was a good life, right? You're married, you have three beautiful sons, you've got a good career, you're a place where you can comfortably retire. But then I still felt like, as I said, something was missing. And and how do I begin to put that back? And so the point for me was, am I going to ignore these feelings and then just keep moving on? Or am I going to acknowledge, become aware that they are here and try to move beyond that to find out, what my greater calling yeah, is. Yeah, I think some of the most uh, outwardly successful people are probably have the most hollow existence and just uh, really feel like they're lacking something. And, uh, and right, it, it right. confined just to those that are struggling, yeah. although, of course, that's worse. But, uh, but and we it's all true. Need that and so that, yes, and that first question for me was okay, I'm, I'm sensing there's a little bit of emptiness here. I'm sensing that I want more. I don't. I do have more questions than I do answers. Will I continue to go on with life like everything is all fine and dandy, or will I begin to take that step forward um, and and pursue? Now, sometimes the step is the step into the unknown. Yeah, that's um, the scary part. <laughs> that that that's the scary part. That that's why you know I I think you know I it. I would say, although I can talk to anybody, but I would say that it does benefit one to become grounded spiritually, grounded in a higher power, uh, so that you're not just doing everything in your strength, but you're tapping into a higher strength as well. You say, hey, God, I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing, and you tell me that, but uh, where do you want me to go from here? (laughs) That's right. That's right. And... uh, in the first section of the book, Roy, I, I'm, I'm on a fence. Uh, there's the fork in the road. That happens yeah. to all of us. We can, yeah. If you're middle-aged, you've had a few forks in your road, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, it was the decision of 
leaving corporate and trying to venture out on my own, I had my husband whispering in my ear, reminding me that we have three kids, three college uh, uh, tuitions to fund, right? And essentially he was saying, hey, kiddo, we are a two-income household, <laughs> you know, so so while you're trying to go find yourself, you know, uh, let let's make sure that we can address that. But I was I was I was on the fence. But I I I did. I just couldn't. That that voice inside my head said it's time to move on, and I did. Thank goodness, just celebrated 22 years. So uh, my husband supported me through it, which was a which was a blessing. But I did decide to leave and venture out on my own. And then what comes the next step then? That's the awareness. Yeah, that's not all what I wanted to do, right. But the next step was that that second phase where, okay, I've made the decision, now I'm ready. And that's the point where you're ready for everything to line up because you you figure you've done the hardest part, which is I'm no longer on the fence, I've made my decision, I'm ready for more. But it was a period for me where I felt like more wasn't showing up. And phase two is the preparation phase. Yeah, but and I that's couldn't so crucial while also when you have those obligations, like you said, to, uh, for the family and yeah. uh, saving that's money right. for college and all those other things. That's right. You've got to be prepared. That's right. So this is a phase where I feel like there's a lot of things going on. I'm pouring into my son's lives. I'm contributing to my household. I'm consulting. I'm in the process of writing a book. But it just doesn't seem as though that the needle necessarily is moving forward in my life. I'm not swinging that pendulum in a direction. And I look back a couple of years after leaving corporate, I even had doubts. Did I make the right decision? Um, I, I will say to you now that I, I left it 15 years ago for my miracle and haven't looked back, so I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but what I had to learn, Roy, in the second step was that Sometimes things don't always come together as you think that they are, but don't think that not a whole lot is going on because, in fact, it is. And I felt as though I was being prepared to take on something greater. Um, And so, you know, first we become aware that that we, you know, want to make a new step. We want to step out and, and make a difference or chart a new course. And now we're being prepared for the work that lies ahead on that course. So the second step is why, that, that's that phase when you feel like you, you still don't have a whole lot of answers. It doesn't look like things are coming together, but be encouraged that they are. Yeah, you can often get frustrated because, you well, I've been praying every uh, night and I just don't hear from God what he really wants me doing. Next. Right. <laughs> and you think he's not answering, but I tell you, um, he, he he really is. And he's he's and you know, and sometimes we get in a place, Roy, where and I often will say this and even remind myself of this, is that, oh, I want to be over here doing this or I want to be here doing that when in fact I have found you are exactly where he wants you to be at that point in time. Exactly yeah, we, there. We even though it that. doesn't seem <laughs> Yeah, the, even though it doesn't seem right, it doesn't seem logical, you really are there, right? Well, what's the the third third. step then once we feel like we're prepared? How do we, uh, what's the next step? Yeah, yeah, so the third step, but now I'm at a place now where 
things are beginning to open up. My company has formed. Yeah. We're doing well with business. And now I've ventured into starting to write this, this book. But the third is now transformation. Oh. That's the next step because I, I, I was at a place, Roy, where I just wanted to now move forward. I didn't want to go back. And yeah. I did have some childhood issues and healing that I had to, to deal with. And I said, well, you know, and sometimes we think that we can have um, unfortunate experiences happen in our lives. We think, oh, that happened ages ago. So yeah. I'm just kind of done with it, move if on. Only that were you know, true. I'm married, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner, all of these things, right? And so that was a time for me to really say, I do have a few old wounds that maybe I do need to talk about. And it is so I, important I that you address those and recognize. A lot of people don't even know what those wounds are. They're down in the subconscious. and the, That's right. Preventing That's right. From moving forward. But uh, I, I like right. it so well that you say you must address those and, and really recognize that, you know, it probably wasn't your fault and a lot of those things that you believe from the past aren't even true, never were, or That's certainly right. aren't now. That's right. So that's, that's right. Important. That's right. Because, you know, you, you go through a rough patch and, oh, my goodness, if that happens, if you experience abuse on some level as a young child or whatever, um, it, it can leave a mark on you. In terms of hitting your self-esteem, it does that, too, because it, it does hit your self-worthiness and all of that. And then to your point, you grow up thinking, well, you know, my worth is not really all of this because, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. So what's happening is, now the first time a person said to me, Suzette, I I think you still have some old wounds that you may need to heal. Have you ever considered talking to someone, meaning a professional? And I initially, I said, are you kidding me? I don't need that. I'm I'm a mom. I just went through the whole list and I went with you. You know, I just finished Northwestern B-School. I don't, you know. And so now here it is a few years later. And it kind of comes around again. And so transformation was to say, yes, this is about me making different choices. There are times, and, you know, as a middle-aged person, somebody throws something out to you in your 20s or 30s, like, are you kidding me? Middle-aged, you're in a different place, you know, and and you feel like, you know, this is coming around again. I'm not going to be so quick to dismiss it. So I had to accept that, yes, I want to go forward. Yes, I'm going to be used in a very meaningful way to make differences in the lives of others and or help them in some way. Yeah. But you know what, kiddo, you got to do your own work first. And no, so, it, at least for the work that I was getting involved in, I had to on a deeper level. And so I I, I did do that. Um, I um, did have some old wounds that I needed to heal and got in a room with a therapist, and I tell you, section three of the book, I bring you into those sessions oh. uh, as if you're a fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you certainly opened up, and a lot of people would be hesitant to do, and uh, I really appreciate that. I think it's great. But, uh, yeah, like I you, it, you know, a guest uh, a couple of weeks ago said, you can't really love and serve others until you love yourself. <laughs> that's right. You have right. to totally respect that's right. what you're capable of doing, and, of course, we all accept the I love of God, but uh, that that's goes right. along with I, it. But, uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And then, Roy, of course, that final step is really about service because we're 
I started in all of this, it was all about me. It was me, me, me. You know, yeah, what, that's, that's what, what we I always say do? about renewal. It's not really authentic until you uh, seek to serve others and bring others along because it's a... That's right. You never really renew in a vacuum all by yeah, yourself. Yeah, and that and that is what fuels you, because when you follow your heart's desire or passion, or you know, you feel as though you know God is leading you in one direction, and you're you're to help. Um, I, I just 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 heard a piece on NPR NPR a few weeks ago, where a woman was working, you know, high power, doing really well, and and it, maybe you've heard this story before and came across young kids who didn't have pajamas and then decided to start an entire campaign where she's now, you know, kids who are homeless and 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 uh, underprivileged kids who go to bed in T-shirts and things, and not jammies, you know. And she said, when I was a young girl, I went to bed in jammies. So it's just, well, what fuels you is that your 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 call to a greater or higher calling on your life. It's not yeah. about you. It's no longer about her corporate background and experience and career. She was now providing jammies for kids yeah. no, <laughs> who really great. needed them, you know. So um, so the service is the, the big piece, and I think that's when we come full circle, you yeah. know. Um, and but, we but actually want to bring others along. It's not like we feel... Uh, obligated as much as we really want to. It's uh, it's something that uh, right. we want right. to reach out and do. Right. Well, however noble our intentions, no one of us has the time, energy, and capability to save everyone in need and to concentrate on where we can do the most good and retain our sanity and make a positive impact. We need on occasion to say no. Any advice on how best to, as you call it, detach with love, Yes, because, you know, you recently, Roy, had a really good podcast on less yes and more no in yes, the new year will lead to a uh, more successful life. And and I couldn't agree with that more um, because I, I I did. I mean, that was part of my uh, codependency, right? And it, it doesn't help being a mom and nurturing boys and my husband, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, but but I just had to save everyone. And so when you're looking at, well, how do I pursue something new if I've got this, 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 this to do? And I said, wait a minute, do I really have all of that to do or am I creating that for yeah. myself? <laughs> That's such so a good I question to answer to ask. And it's not just because I couldn't wrap my mind around it. Like, well, these are people I love. They're very close to me. I yeah. can't just say no. But I can detach, and not in an unloving way, but with love. Hey, yeah. kiddo, I think you can begin to, you know, for my son, I, I think you can begin to do this for yourself. And the response is, is that, yeah, Ma, I can actually do it for myself, but I've been, you know, you've been doing it all this time, so okay. Yeah. So when I began to free myself from all of the things that I just felt this constant need to just insert myself in their life and to take it over, I had to release that. But when I did, and I did it in a loving way, all the more time I had for me and to, you know, get on my journey to pursuing the greater calling on my life. Here's one final question. How can we be assured that our inner voice is authentic and in contact with God, the universal intelligence, and not simply a self-concocted notion that reinforces what we want to hear. How can we uh, yeah. make sure that that inner voice is authentic? 
I, I, I think that is an excellent question. And from my personal experience, first of all, because, you know, you know I, I have a chapter in the book called Those Two Voices, right? One day yeah. I want to do this, the next day I want to do this. So how do I know it's you? i got to tell you, back to the first point, is that spiritual time, if it's no more than 10 minutes a day, yeah. that inner wisdom will come. And I ask, I have an intimate relationship with God, so I ask him, Father, you know, give me a sign. Show yeah. me that this is you and this is the course. And trust me when I tell you, you will know. He will not lead you astray, but it is about seeking his will for your life first. It is about yeah, being you got to empty uh, yourself of all the prior notions of uh, what you should be doing and what's right and what's wrong and, and really be ready to listen. That's right. And I and 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 so I just and, and you know and and some people I, I tell you when the book opened I wasn't you know going to church or anything like that I was raised yeah. in the church but yeah. I kind of gone away from it I'm back now but in, in a very genuine way right it's not yeah. a ritual for me as it had to come <laughs> so true. the church is not necessarily about being in relationship with him I think I start with ten minutes in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, no. Of prayer and guidance and direction. God's always there. You don't have to take too That's much right. of his time. <laughs> but he's there for everybody all the time anyway. But uh, let's talk That's a bit right. about your latest book, Lose to Blessings, now in its second edition. You compare our spiritual journey uh, and to our true purpose to that of a butterfly, and I kind of like that. And I'll, what, how exactly does that work? Yeah, well, that's excellent. So we went through the first phases um, of, a, of the butterfly. And I just will say this real quickly. When I was doing my research, so there are four phases of the book, Lose to Blessings, moving from fearful to faithful. And there are four phases of the life cycle of a butterfly, right? Oh, and we know that when the butterfly hatches that egg, the butterfly will only eat certain plants. Yeah. So that egg, that butterfly, that mother butterfly has to land on the right leaf, if you will, because when the egg is hatched, the egg is too small to move around anywhere else, right? Yeah. So it's just that sort of divine intelligence that would lead that butterfly on that specific leaf yeah. uh, that I, I, I just remind us that that kind of divine intelligence is covering us as well. And so that the first, caterpillar crawling around doesn't know it's going to right. be a wonderful butterfly yeah. someday. So, so, so the first, <laughs> so that first phase is the butterfly egg, and then the egg hatches, and then here comes the caterpillar. Now, if you go back to what I said at the phase two, that caterpillar is growing and growing and growing, ready for more, <laughs> but it doesn't. It's not doing much more than just eating and growing, eating and growing. Right? That's the phase where I felt like I was running in place ready for more, more wasn't showing up, but that was the phase where I was being prepared. And then, of course, the third step is is the butterfly. This is transformation. This is when that caterpillar crawls away into the unknown. It doesn't go through its transformation process in its own habitat. It goes away from its habitat and begins the process of transformation. And then, of course, Phase four is is uh, the beautiful butterfly. And yeah. what is that butterfly about but to bring beauty into the world? Well, where's the uh, best and, and place for listeners to go to uh, preview and purchase your wonderful book, Blues to Blessings? 
Well, I would love for them to visit my site, bluestoblessings.com. Oh, I see. Um, and you can hit the, the book right there in the center of the page, and it will take you to uh, the Amazon page. If you'd like to sign up for my B Moments, which is heard here on Moody Radio, it's a two-minute, uh, just quick little daily inspirational. Oh, idea that, go to yeah. my website, enter your email address, and do that. Or you can just go directly to Amazon. Oh, and yeah. type in Blue Sub Blessings or type in Suzette Webb. Yeah, we find, that's out. easy to find, I thought. But, uh, well, in conclusion, as we're still very early in the new year, are you ready to make 2019 the year when you leap from your comfort zone into your miracle, as, uh, as Suzette calls it, a journey to rediscover <laughs> yourself, your true purpose in the world, and deepen your connection with God? If so, I highly recommend you preview and purchase Suzette Webb's wonderful book, Blues to Blessings, and I personally guarantee that Suzette will help you to listen to your inner voice, your spiritual connection to God, a higher power, even when everything around you, including your family and friends, tell you not to uh, to ignore that voice and overcome the need to save everyone and detach with love, reserving yourself for service to others, Uh, who need you most and with whom you can make the biggest difference and stop being paralyzed. The toughest stage of that uh, four phases is the the, uh, actual taking action. Trust in a higher period and move forward to embrace uh, plans that uh, God has in store for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, even though they may not be totally clear at this point. And... uh, I know right now you may not be able to uh, put your full faith in God, but I urge you to take this opportunity to make a connection and ask for God's divine instructions, and I guarantee that your personal miracle is about to occur. And thank you so much, Suzette Webb, for your inspiring message. Yeah, well, I thank you. Thank you, Roy, so much. Um, I, I will just say one thing. I really had a fun time on the interview today, I would encourage uh, listeners to even read some of the reviews. Uh, Blues to Blessings is currently earning five stars uh, on Amazon, and the reviews will tell you what people, what what readers are saying and the impact that it had on the book and what it has inspired readers to do. Yes, they were highly uh, beneficial. I I think one uh, I liked especially when she say. uh, that uh, she developed an ultimate relationship with God or something like that. It was a very uh, favorable recommendation based on what she read in the book, and uh, I would highly recommend you read those uh, yeah. fine reviews in the know, back of the uh, Amazon. We, we, and I, I will close by saying, Roy, that we all have a butterfly within. It's just a matter of giving it permission to flourish. Yeah, that's for so sure. So whose lives is waiting to be touched by ours. Well, best of success with your book and your sign-up for the daily two minutes of inspiration, the B moments. And uh, God bless all of you. God bless you, Suzette Webb. And thanks so much for being our guest today on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Thank you, Roy. And God bless you and your listeners. Wow. Doesn't my guest, Suzette Webb, make a lot of sense? Isn't this a good time for you to move from self-doubt to clarity? for all of us to do that, to identify that true person you were created to be, and then to take action at your uh, vocation or primary daily activity if you're retired, so that uh, to make certain that uh, 
those are aligned with the true authentic you. And that's truly the best way to serve others while you are enjoying every day of your life, of being alive, even Monday morning. And to close today's program, I'd like to share three closing thoughts on selecting a vocational path for the remainder of your working days. It may be the path you're presently on, but with a different attitude, or it may be something totally different. And I know these sound like common sense, but it's worth considering because a lot of us ignore these three thoughts. And the three thoughts come from Chapter 7 of my first book, A Midlife Challenge Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards. And here's suggestion number one. My first suggestion is to approach your vocation and life in general as a win-win proposition. You know, lasting satisfaction from any vocation or primary life activity comes only if you provide others with something of value. You can't all just satisfy yourself and move forward with a, a joyful life. You've got to service a human need or promote and sell a fairly priced quality product or perhaps ease someone else's concern. And over the long haul, you'll emerge a winner only if your customers, and those are the not just uh, customers in business, but maybe your boss, uh, all those people with whom you interact and serve, including family members and loved ones, they also need to become winners. And my second suggestion, and this is so key, is to remember at all times that you're Worth as a human being is not defined solely by vocation. Even should you lose your job tomorrow, that will not lessen your worth in any way. You will need to master your chosen vocation, of course, but you must never let your vocation master you. You know, one of my favorite paragraphs comes from the noted author and philosopher Robert Fulgham. Back in 1989, he wrote, Making a living and having a life are not the same thing. Making a living and making a life that's worthwhile are not the same thing. And a job title doesn't even come close to answering the question, what do you do? You know, the occupation and position title listed on your business card or on your Internet listing in no way defines your true value. Uh, and your contribution to those who love, respect, and depend upon you in a simple position description cannot begin to encompass your total worth as an individual. Always keep that in mind. And my third and final suggestion is not to cherish your vocation too much, certainly not at the expense of health, relaxation, love for your spouse and children, attention to family members, or a service to others. And I mean service beyond what you do uh, for a living. And I warn you not to dedicate too much time and energy to your chosen vocation, even if you're pursuing the precise career of your dreams. You must never permit uh, career or work to dominate your entire daily agenda only by setting realistic career restraints establishing firm time limits for work-related activities. In other words, don't bring your computer home to work every night. (coughs) And thoughtfully balancing priorities uh, will you be able to experience life's true reward, and that's a daily routine uh, containing an appropriate mix of work, play, and love for family and spending time with them. 
in your heart, you know that you can postpone a few of those essential projects until tomorrow. Your spouse, family, and closest friends want and need you to spend time with them tonight. And those are my three three suggestions. Best wishes in uh, positively affirming or transforming your career after you discover the true you. And remember, you can preview and purchase my book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or through our website, middleagerenewal.com. And that's our program for today. Next week, tune in to learn how to declutter both your house and your life, lose weight, and make every day Valentine's Day for you and your spouse through just five minutes of extra effort each day. We'll talk to you then. Best of, Have a great week, and best of luck from middle age can be your best age. Bye for now. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.